Ask Aubrey is supported by Eliza and Wild. Eliza and Wild creates all natural, high potency CBD products designed to give you targeted everyday self care inside and out. Their ingestible and topical CBD products are consciously designed with all natural and intentionally sourced ingredients and fully recyclable packaging. So it's good for you and for the earth. And y'all, Eliza and Wild literally does not have a single product that I don't love. I have them all and everything smells and tastes incredible and is made with ingredients that I can feel good about putting on and in my body. I take the CBD and MCT oil drops daily and they help me to really keep my anxiety and my tension under control. And they also have a line of amazing CBD topical products including this lip balm that I am truly obsessed with. And like, did you know that CBD actually has anti-inflammatory properties when you apply it directly to your skin? Because I didn't until I started to use this lip balm and it is changing my life. And also it smells amazing, which we all know is really important. And I know that you're going to love these products just as much as I do. So when you grab yours at ElizaAndWild.com, you can use the promo code Aubrey15 at checkout for 15% off your order. That's ElizaAndWild.com, E-L-I-Z-A-A-N-D-W-Y-L-D.com. And make sure to use code Aubrey15, that's A-U-B-R-E-E-1-5, for 15% off. I'm Aubrey Henderson. I'm a recovering people pleaser turned self-worth coach here to help you befriend your inner critic, break up with people pleasing, and reconnect with your desire. Every week, I share my answers to your questions, live coaching sessions, interviews, and more to help you reconnect with your self-worth. Have you ever felt stuck in your life and just needed a really fucking good pep talk? Well, babe, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Ask Aubrey. I'm so glad you're here. Hey babes, welcome to this week's episode. This week is gonna be a quickie, and that is for a couple of reasons. One being that it is a holiday weekend, and I am enjoying some space, some slowness, and just less work getting done. And I am leaning all the way into that. And so, you know, not gonna spend as much time working this weekend, and that includes recording. However, I did want to come here and share just a little bit about something that came up for me um, a few episodes ago when I shared about apology and replacing your apologies with thank yous, right? Replacing apology with gratitude. And in that, I also shared in that episode and also on um, Instagram about our four-step apology model that we use in our family. Um, that's something that I've shared about on a previous episode as well. I believe in, I've talked about it in our foster care episodes I've done with my wife, you know, anytime, basically anytime I talk about parenting. But, um, you know, I talked a lot about apologies and being the one to give the apology, right? When you are the one either apologizing or needing to consider whether you need to apologize. And, you know, what I've been thinking about is the idea of what it is to receive an apology and how we show up when we receive an apology. And that's something that I feel like we talk about less. 
right? I think I hear, I hear people talk a lot about, well, how do I broach the topic of apologizing, right? How do I start that conversation? What do I say, right? And that's stuff that we've talked about, right? You know, the best way to give a genuine apology, to center yourself in the other person's experience, um, to really, you know, have empathy when you're having that conversation, to, you know, be able to deliver an apology in a way that not only says that you're sorry, but also what you're sorry for, that checks in on other people's feelings, that has true accountability at the forefront, all of that, right? But for every person giving an apology, there is also a person receiving that apology. And I think that can be something that can be challenging for people for a lot of different reasons, right? And I think one of those reasons is that, and something that I've often found to be true for myself in many situations, is that when someone apologizes to me, my first instinct is to immediately say, and I want you to think about actually, hold on. When someone apologizes to you, if I were to say, I'm sorry for blah, 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 whatever. What is your first instinct in how you reply to that? I want you to think about it for a minute. And there are probably infinite different ways that we might, you know, default reply. But I think there are a couple that come to mind for me. And the first one is, that I think is probably true for a lot of you who are listening to this right now, is that your first go-to when someone apologizes to you, they say, I'm sorry, and you say, oh, it's okay. Or, oh, don't worry about it. Or, oh, no problem, right? Some version of kind of minimizing the experience. Or, oh, it's fine. It, um, it wasn't a big deal, right? And I think when we are, and sometimes that's going to be true, right? It it might be that somebody bumped into you and they were walking by you and they say, oh, I'm sorry. And you say, oh, it's not a big deal because it truly wasn't, right? But how many times have we said, oh, it's okay when it was not fucking okay, right? When the thing that they're apologizing for was not okay. Like really think about that. I think for a lot of us, that's our default reply because we either want to kind of, it's the thing we feel like we should say, right? It's the scripted thing. Oh, it's okay, right? I forgive you. Um, be, or because we want to get out of the conversation, we're not sure, you know, what the direction is we need to move and it's uncomfortable to kind of sit in it, right? So we move to, oh, it's okay to like move the conversation forward because it's uncomfortable to kind of like sit in the fact that someone just apologized to you and you're, you have the opportunity to kind of own how that felt. But I think so many of us do that, right? We default to, oh, it's okay, right? I think there are a lot of folks who not only feel the need to like absolve the other person immediately, right? To help the other person feel better, which what that does, by the way, and I talked about this is for you as the person who's giving the apology, when you kind of make the apology when an apology isn't necessary, then what happens is, that it puts the other person into the position they have to make you feel better for the thing versus gratitude and saying, thank you for, you know, offering me grace. Thank you for being patient with me, places them in the position instead to receive gratitude instead of having to absolve your apology, right? But I think that can be tough, right? When we are receiving an apology and the thing that the person is apologizing for, they're not absolved of it, right? It's still hurting us. It's still painful. And, we then feel like we need to take care of the other person because they've apologized, because they've made themselves vulnerable. Some of that, I think, is because, you know, the way we're socialized around apologies is that if someone is is apologizing, we're very much taught that, like, whoa, that's above and beyond, right? 
And while I think apology is a skill, it is something that is a nuanced skill that somebody can develop. I think it's a wonderful thing to be able to do, to take accountability for our actions, to self-reflect enough to say, oh, I owe this person an apology, right? It's not a thing that you you then need to go take care of that person and their feelings because, oh, they've just done such a huge thing and apologized, right? And I think that's some of what goes behind the, oh, it's okay, it's okay, don't worry, don't feel bad, right? Is because we're we're feeling like we need to, especially the people pleasers or the codependents among us, the nurturers, we feel like we need to go in there and take care of that person's feelings, whether it's because we have this idea that, oh, they've really just put themselves out there because they apologize, right? They've gone above and beyond, which really that that shouldn't have to be how we think about that, but that's another soapbox for another day. But what it also does is it lets us kind of take the focus off of ourselves and our own feelings, right? Imagine that you're really hurting about something. Someone apologizes to you for it, and you really have two options in that moment. You can sit in the discomfort and own and name that that really hurt you, right? And have that conversation when that person has apologized, like, hey, I really hurt you. I'm really sorry. Are you okay? This is also where the are you okay creates a conversation instead of I'm sorry. And the only logical next response to that is, okay, that's fine. I forgive you. Versus asking, are you okay? Opens a conversation about the other person's emotional state, right? That's why we do the apologies this way. But you know, it allows us as the recipient of the apology to move off of our difficult emotion, right? When, when somebody apologizes and our, one of our options is to say, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Like, it'll be fine. We can sort of push down and disregard any painful emotion that we're still feeling, right? And we don't, we don't then have to own it. And I say we don't have to, because for some people it's really scary and uncomfortable, the idea of owning like, yes, this hurt me. You hurt me. I shared something in my Instagram story today about, you know, for me personally, hurt feelings are some of the worst things or the worst things, the hardest things. I mean, they are some of the worst things. I hate having my feelings hurt. Who doesn't? But they're some of the hardest things for me to be able to name and share and own is when somebody's hurt my feelings. It feels extraordinarily vulnerable to say you've hurt my feelings And so if somebody apologizes and says, hey, the thing I said was shitty, I'm sorry, I could own like, yes, thank you for that apology. You hurt my feelings. And so I really appreciate you saying something because that that was painful, right? That was hurtful. And so thank you for naming it. Or I could say, fuck all of that vulnerability. And I could say, oh, don't worry about it. It was totally fine. I didn't even notice right? And that lets me kind of put on this brave face of, oh, it wasn't a big deal. It lets me kind of skate right past it. Now, long term, what it does is it builds kind of, you know, this, this big, huge ball of resentment internally, right? It, it <laughs> lets me carry, you know, this sense of my feelings don't matter. And it kind of just build up, builds up evidence of like, oh, this person doesn't actually care about me um, because they're not seeing the real me, right? There's anger and, and pain because your needs aren't being met, right? And this is spoken from my own experience versus being able to say, oh, you know what? That was painful, right? And again, with this four-step apology model, right? Where I'm with my kids, with myself, with my wife, with my friends, like I am, I am doing this practice consciously where every time I apologize, it's not just I'm sorry, right? It's not just I'm sorry for saying this specific thing to you, it's not just those things. It's that apology, the specific apology, I'm sorry for blank, 
And then asking that person, are you okay? And inviting that conversation that so often gets skipped over. And as the recipient of an apology, I have to really be mindful to stay with it and think to myself, and when some whether somebody else asks me, are you okay? Or whether they just say, I'm sorry, right? I think not everybody uses this. <laughs> Believe it or not, not everybody uses this intricate four-step apology model that I use, right? Um, you know, when someone apologizes for something, it's me having to actually create intentional pause and say, you know what? Okay. Like, yes, they're apologizing and that was hurtful, right? That, that thing that they did, did hurt my feelings, right? And sometimes, again, sometimes it didn't. Sometimes it's truly like, oh my God, I didn't even notice. I, I appreciate you saying something and, and like, that means a lot to me, but like, really I am okay and it's okay, right? Sometimes it's okay. But slowing yourself down enough to ask yourself, hmm, how am I feeling about this? If they're not asking if you're okay, check in with yourself, right? And I think this might be hard to do because it's, um, you know, often we're kind of like really in the moment and we have an automatic response of like, no, it's fine, right? But really checking in with yourself and taking a second to say, oh, how do I feel about this? right? As someone's apologizing, saying like, how do I feel? And also remembering that it's okay not to have a reaction right in the moment. I had someone share um, um, in one of my Instagram stories over the weekend that they had received an apology from someone, but they weren't sure if they were ready to forgive that person yet. Or I don't think they said forgive. I think they weren't sure if they were ready to accept the apology yet. And I think that's so important. I think we forget that like, we don't have to have all of our reactions to a given thing right in that moment. We are so kind of like instant gratification based, right? And I think we so want to move off of discomfort of ambiguity. We so want to move off of the discomfort of conflict and of relational pain that we aren't willing to say, you know what? Thank you for that. Let me, I need to marinate and sit with that for a minute, right? Like really try that next time somebody apologizes for some shit that actually really did hurt you. I want you to try saying thank you for your apology, right? I think it's it's healthy and, and good to acknowledge that the person apologized, right? Thank you for your apology. I need to sit with that for a minute. And I do I do want us to talk about this, but I'm still processing it. So I need to sit with that for a minute, right? And I, I will come back to you. This is important to me. And be willing to give yourself that time to sort of marinate, right? Not everybody has their fully formed reaction to something right in the moment, right? Not everybody is is fully ready to engage with something right in the moment. I talked about, you know, the the people who like me, your your kind of go-to response to an apology is to say, you know, it's okay, right? It's totally fine to like kind of move off of it and make the other person feel better, right? For some people, the reaction to an apology is is immediate sort of defensiveness and iciness. I have this sometimes too. This actually often happens the most with people I'm closest with, right? That if if somebody I'm closest with has hurt my feelings, I I'm not going to be really open and receptive to an apology, right? I will hear an apology and I have kind of this self-protective narrative in my brain of like, fuck you, I'm still mad at you. Or like, okay, whatever, you know, I can't, like, I'm not receptive to it. I can't receive it. It's hard. And when we're emotionally activated, that's understandable, right? We are, again, we're protecting ourselves. That's armor. And it can be hard to receive. I think it can also be hard to receive. We can be closed off for a lot of other reasons. It's not necessarily just anger, right? It could be that we still feel vulnerable. We still feel hurt. We feel confused about why we're hurt in the first place. And we're still kind of trying to make sense of it. But we're not fully able always to receive that apology in the moment. And if you're noticing that, 
I think it's if if that's your go-to, I think it, it can be even more important to say, hey, I need to I need to take a second, right? I need to sit with this. I hear the apology. I hear it. Thank you for it. And I'm, you know, I'm receiving it and I need to sit with it. And giving yourself the time and space. Because for me, if I'm pissed at you at something you did and you apologize to me and in that moment I'm not able to receive it, I might be able to sit with it for 24 hours and it kind of sinks in a little bit for me. It's like lotion, right? At first, it might not be, might not be doing much. It might not be fully rubbed in. But after a while, it sort of soaks in for me, right? And it, it can really help me to have that time and that space. And so maybe that's true for you too, right? And then, you know, I think, so I think there's the folks who kind of want to, you know, hear the apology and they want to make the other person feel better. There are, you know, the folks who maybe aren't as open and receptive to the apology. So if you're hearing it and you want to make the other person feel better, give yourself a second to actually receive it, right? Maybe your response is to just say, wow, like really thank you for that. And I really... I appreciate that. And it, yes, it did hurt my feelings, but hearing you apologize, I'm going to be okay, right? If you're the person who's closed off and who struggles to receive it, give yourself a minute. Ask for that time, right? You know, I, I really could use a second to sort of sit with your apology, but I, I do appreciate it. I appreciate you saying this. Thank you so much, right? And, you know, I would just really encourage you to be mindful of how it is that that shows up for you. What does it look like when someone apologizes to you? Are you someone who's able to receive that really well? Maybe you are, right? (laughs) Maybe you're someone who someone apologizes to you and it immediately feels good, right? But finding ways to acknowledge what you're feeling in that moment and honor that, right? And create the conditions that you need to fully receive the apology, not to move off of it and focus on the other person because it's too uncomfortable to focus on yourself or to admit that you were hurt, right? And not to block it and push the other person away because it's too painful and just disregard their apology completely, right? But maybe you're somebody who you hear an apology and you're really great at saying like, hey, thank you so much for apologizing, right? Maybe you you hear an apology and that instantly feels good for you. It instantly feels like resolution. And I think with that, just make sure you're naming that for the other person, right? Make sure that you are, you know, if somebody is, it's just like with anything where you're getting, you're experiencing something and it feels really nice, give that person that feedback, right? Share with that person, hey, thank you for apologizing. It means so much to me, right? I really appreciate it and I appreciate you, right? But naming how it is that you're feeling in that moment, how you're receiving that apology, taking the time to notice that. And giving yourself the space, remembering that you don't have to forgive, you know, on somebody else's time. You don't have to accept an apology on somebody else's time. You can take the space and the time that you need, right? You are not obligated to make another person feel better when they are apologizing to you. And just remembering that everybody sort of is going to receive apologies differently. It also depends on the situation. It's going to be different if somebody's apologizing for, you know, bumping into you accidentally in the supermarket versus someone apologizing for saying something intentionally hurtful, right? And so giving yourself the grace and space to move through that in a way that feels nice for you, but that honors your feelings, right? In a way that, you know, honors your feelings, even if that's a little uncomfortable or scary for you right? But giving yourself the space you need to receive that apology fully and 
to allow yourself, you know, whatever it is that you need in that moment. So I really hope that you will think about this the next time someone apologizes to you, which I kind of hope is soon and I kind of hope is not soon, right? Like I hope that you don't experience something that warrants an apology, but at the same time, I know that you probably will and I really hope that that apology comes. I hope that you have an amazing week. I think you're amazing and I hope you know it too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, please take a second to subscribe on your favorite platform, leave a rating or a review, and take a screenshot and share it on social media or with a friend who needs to hear a message like this one. I love the chance to hear from you and connect with you because it gives me the opportunity to remind you that you are worthy, worthy of wholeness and happiness and just good things. So send me the question or the topic that's keeping you up at night or that you just want to hear more about. You can send me a voice memo at anchor.fm slash Aubrey Henderson. And I can actually include any voice memos that you send me in the show, which I think is pretty bad. Or you can send a good old fashioned written message from my website at aubreyhenderson.com. I'll see you next time, babes.